We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for Blue Wire. And joining me tonight is my co-host, the man in charge of the beast over at NinersNation.com, Kyle Posey, KP, coming off of the absolutely electric preseason victory for the 49ers. Doing my best to just let the sarcasm ooze through the mic right now. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Whenever you can spend a Sunday night, three hours, watching preseason football, that includes what I think they went seven for 24 on third downs, four turnovers, 25 combined penalties, and over 223 yards in penalty yardage. You oh got to do God. it. You All the way do down it. to the review in the final minutes Why? to make sure whether or not he cleared the first down marker. I mean, I guess referees have to do their job too, and preseason sure. preseason for them too. But at the same time, everybody was just like, I'm sure even the Chargers sideline was like, just just give them the first down. Like preseason game should not take that long. I think we can let's all get the hell out that. of here. Now, I feel like it's necessary to preface this this episode with when we got done recording last week's episode, or it doesn't last week, a few days ago. Um. We said, look, we knew this game was in the evening and we're like, let's 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 plan on recording Monday unless one of the quarterbacks does something cool, more no, more specifically Trey Lance. And if one of the quarterbacks does something cool, then we'll jump on here and record Sunday night after the games. And here we are. Trey Lance, ladies and gentlemen, didn't start off that great, but ended great. Did some cool things. And this is why we sit before you now to give you our immediate reactions primarily to the 49ers third overall pick, Trey Lance, who uh, who stepped it up in a big way over the course of the game. And, you know, obviously give you our thoughts on the old Jimmy G and what Kyle Shanahan had to say about both afterwards. Um, but before we get into that, um, 
KP, what did you uh, what did you think, man? Whether it's Jimmy G, Trey Lance, what was your what were your overall overall thoughts from the game? So we saw obviously good and bad from both Jimmy and Trey. Uh, I thought G- I loved how Jimmy used his legs on that first drive. Like I've been begging for him to do that. Obviously, he hasn't been healthy enough to do so, and that was the case in 2019. But he can move a lot better than I think people give him credit for. And I think more importantly, defenses are willing to give him credit for. So when they don't respect you, he should run, and he can run. And just him moving in the pocket like that looked really good. Uh, and then you have the no-no, which comes down to accuracy and sailing passes. He had three, I believe, three of his passes sailed. So it's just a consistency, a consistency thing. But we're talking about consistency for a 29, 30-year-old quarterback. Like if it hasn't happened yet, is it really going to happen anytime soon? I don't think so. But again, if he adds, we're talking about preseason. Kittle's not out there. Trent Williams isn't out there. Uh, Alex Mack isn't out there. So we have to take everything we see with a grain of salt. And it's going to be tough for people not to overreact. But, I mean, we have to add context here. Yeah, it was a, it was a decent drive for Jimmy Garoppolo right up until the point where he threw the interception. But even then, um, he had that one missed throw to, I, I think it was Brandon Ayuk, down the left sideline that he th- overthrew him. But at the same time, uh, I think Charlie Warner like let pressure through Right at the same moment, I don't know if the guy hit Jimmy or touched Jimmy before he threw the ball. So there was some there was some stuff to be had there. But then obviously, and what turned into a fun debate on 49ers Twitter, a debate that I didn't even realize was necessary, was Jimmy Garoppolo's throw as the 49ers were pushing down into scoring position. Um, he had Brandon Ayuk on either what looked like almost like a post or like a deeper dig route. I couldn't really tell. Um, he basically overthrew him and Brandon Ayuk was only able to touch the ball because he can jump inhumanely high. Um, So he got, I mean, you go back and look at the play. He got up, up and uh, did touch the ball with both hands. So it was kind of one of those things where both players would have no problem taking the blame for this. And I kind of posted about it on Twitter. Like, like Jimmy Garoppolo would say, hey, man, that's on me. I threw it too high. And Brandon Ayuk would say, oh, I should have caught it, man. I, I touched it. And, and that would be the end of the conversation. And and, and uh, the same thing will go for a later example with Trey Lance. But it just was one of those things where the throw could have been better. Maybe it could have been caught. Watch it yourself. Not that big a deal either way. And after Brandon Ayuk ticked it, tipped it, it fell straight into the hands of, I think it was Asante Samuel. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, rookie Asante Samuel. And that was the end of Jimmy Garoppolo's drive. He only came in for that one series. Uh, up until that point, he looked okay. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's his ankle anymore, or maybe it could be kind of a bad habit from his ankle, but he really still doesn't seem like he drives into his throws very much. No, I right? mean, he, he pats, 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 and then pats the ball is what I mean. And then he – He's kind of leaning away, kind of fading off. Yeah, he does. That's why the passes are sailing on him. It was never an ankle injury. It's always a um, a mechanics issue. And he was doing this, you know, when he couldn't push off, and that's why his sales or his passes were sailing against Miami like ext- to an extreme. But this is really nothing new. And I saw people who, well, first of all, Shannon said after the game that he wouldn't put the drop on Garoppolo at all. Um, sure, Kyle, I understand <laughs> protecting your, sure. uh, <laughs> I understand protecting your quarterback, not throwing him on the bus, but we have eyes. We can see it. I saw some people say Jimmy was expecting Ayuk 
to run a post and not a dig, and that's why the pass sailed on him. Ayuk came to a complete stop to get out of his break. When you do that, you are not running up the field any longer. You're running. Well, who the hell? Uh, how would they know what they? <laughs> right. How the hell would they know what what Ayuk supposed to run? It is that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, you're running parallel to the line of scrimmage, so yeah, throw him the ball out in front of him. So it was just a bad pass, and people have a really hard time admitting Jimmy's flaws, man. And we've seen this time and time again. And what we see in practice is what we see on the field. I don't know, man. I. I don't know what else to say as far as his accuracy goes. This is probably going to happen against the Lions. He's probably going to make some nice throws against the Lions. But these plays exist every time he plays, which is why, you know, people talk about Trey Lance in the manner that they do. Yeah, it's it's just not that complicated. Like, it, you know, and, and it wasn't even Jimmy Garoppolo's first overthrow. I, I mentioned earlier he overthrew – Brandon Ayuk, and that, I think that was the one where there was actually a penalty that kept the drive. Or Brandon Ayuk was actually held in his break, and the pass was actually pretty good. Brandon Ayuk was still able to get his like fingertips on it, and had he not been held, it probably would have been fine. Uh, the one he overthrew was was too. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, there was that one he airmailed down the right side that was not even close. So, and then, and then so there was we one go, high to Warner. Uh, yeah, on third and two that. I, yeah. I didn't mind it, but it was a high pass. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had to go up to get that one, too. He had to jump a little higher than I thought Warner was capable of. That was impressive. But he went up to get that one, too. Um, so, and then Trey Lance kind of kept the same thing going. Trey Lance had, um, during, I believe it was his first drive, um, had Debo Samuel coming over the middle, um, kind of a very similar pass to what Jimmy Garoppolo threw to Brandon Ayuk that got intercepted. Trey Lance's pass was up and behind Debo Samuel, who kind of, you know, jumped up and contorted his body, still hit his hands. So obviously, you know, if you have a receiver in you, you would say he should catch the ball. He dropped that one. That was the end of the drive. And then in the very next drive, uh, Trey Lance had Muhammad Sanu on a quick slant. Great route. Had some room to run afterwards. And just it was a combination of it being a little high and having some pretty extreme velocity on it. Uh, and then again, it hit Sanu's hand, so he'll tell you should have caught it. And that one did exactly what Jimmy Garoppolo's interception did. Tipped, fell into the hands of the defender. And that was, uh, at that point, I think both quarterbacks were like, like the combined quarterbacks were like four of ten for two interceptions and like a, a five quarterback rating. So it was pretty bad at that point. And now it gets positive because – Trey Lance gets another drive. He time gets out, time sh- out, time out. I want to talk time about out. Sanu real quick. Talk about I him. feel like he should have taken another step or two, and he wouldn't have had to jump, and he should have just ran through the ball. I don't disagree that the ball was higher than it should have been, but that to me was more on a veteran receiver, a guy who like this is what he's on the roster to do is make the tough catches um, than anything. The throw to Debo was – High and behind, I don't put that on him. But I think there should have been more, I mean, not so much criticism, but just um, pointing out to the fact that Sanu probably should have caught that ball. It might have been, and, and this is speaking from the receiver side of me, it might have been one of those, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, where the timing of the ball is like in between one of your strides. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't jump, can't dash like it's it's just like sometimes and it's kind of rare you'd think it would be more common than it is but every now and then you get one of those passes where 
you can't. It, it just throws off your whole timing. You can't react to it. I don't know if that's what what's new. God, you know, he might have done one of those things where sometimes will receivers will just kind of miss miss identify where the ball is or what it's doing, and they'll jump when they don't need to jump when they could just keep running and all kinds of silly stuff like that. So I don't know what Muhammad Sanu did or didn't do. I'd have to watch it again, but um, that was. Okay, so and I, I can't remember what the series were like after that point for Trey Lance, but I do know that things got, which is probably what you guys want to hear anyways, when things got more positive. Trey Lance got his last series of the first half with less than a minute remaining, and that's when the uh, the magic started. Um, do you remember that drive there, KP? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, I'm, we're not going to break it down play by play. Uh, Let's in short, do it, preseason <laughs> baby. <laughs> we're not going to go that far. Um, I will. I will hit the stop button right now if, if KP starts to break this down play by play. I'm just going to end the recording. The podcast will cut off, and you'll just wonder what happened. Um, but the two big plays on that drive was, and, and I don't, I don't think Trey Lance is probably going to get enough credit for this throw, but was the. Uh, the 41 yarder to Trent Sherfield down the right sideline into what looked like uh, like a cover two look could have been he, he had a safety over the top and the corner underneath might have been covered no yeah I don't know um, and he put the ball he just he saw it right away that's win number one is identifying the coverage he had and where it would fit into Sherfield's route. And Trey Lance just immediately turns, lofts the ball, puts it over the corner, and it gets down into Sherfield's hand before the safety come over comes over. Sherfield breaks the tackle and makes it all the way down to like the 10-yard line. And shortly after that, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo finds Mohamed Sanu on a little, like, I don't know, almost like a hitch route, just right in the in the front of the end zone. But what was your take, man? What is Anything uh, additional to take from that drive other than it was cool? Yeah, I mean, we got to see the RPMs again. Like, he can really sling it. He can really throw the ball deep uh, on that time, on that one to Sherfield. We saw a little touch. I saw some people complaining about it. Like, finally, there's some touch on a pass as if it was, there wasn't a reason for that because it was down the field. Um, I thought on that drive, kudos to Wayne Gallman in his pass protection, which is weird to talk about, but – did the 49ers, I don't know if they have a third down back yet. And uh, that drive, I thought he did a really nice job of giving the quarterback time to throw. And then on his touchdown pass, I really was impressed that he moved the defense with his eyes and with his shoulders. So he wasn't just locked on to Travis Benjamin, who was like the backside route. And maybe he was going there the entire time. But the fact that he was able to manipulate the defense thinking he was going one way and came back the other way to Benjamin was impressive. Who, by the way, jumped on a ball that was at his numbers, Rob. Don't do that. No, that's the worst. I <laughs> I, I spent all week yelling at my receivers for jumping at, at a ball when it's like not jump worthy. I'm like, I'm just, uh, why are you jumping? What are you jumping for right now? What are you doing? Um. So, yeah, Trey Lance finally gets some momentum going at the end of the first half. Scores that touchdown, makes something. I mean, it was really the only positive thing that any of the 49ers quarterbacks had done the entire first half. At that point, everybody was kind of like, wow, this is uh, this is pretty piss poor. Like, the 49ers are choosing between a turd and a polished turd. And that's, you know, overreaction-wise. 
And then we came in and we got the second half. Trey Lance came back out. And Kyle Shannon said beforehand that Trey Lance was going to get quite a bit of playing time. Um, but it was just cool to see it happen. And, again, I don't know how many chances Trey Lance had at it, but then he led um, probably what was I felt like his most – I mean, it was just his most complete drive. Obviously, it results in a touchdown. You, of course, so you're going to think it's his most complete drive. Um, but it was 11 plays, 63 yards, over six minutes. You know, it was just an impressive drive, and ending in a Trey Lance just absolute bullet to Travis Benjamin over the middle. I don't know how. Of all the the difficult passes Trey Lance threw to catch, that one was just as difficult as any of them, just based on the fact that it was, I don't know, it looked like a ninety mile an hour fastball. For real, yeah. I think on that on just the two minute drive, we have to talk about. So Shanahan could have called a timeout after the 49ers got a stop on the Chargers, and that would have gave the offense about a minute and fifty to work with. Instead, they took over with like fifty seven seconds to go, and they still scored. And they still had time to spare. Like, they had 12 seconds to spare, I believe. So, uh, you get to put uh, Trey Lance in a different situation. You know, you don't want it to be perfect where he has plenty of time. You leave too much for the offense but or the Chargers offense. Uh, I thought that was really impressive, just the way that he was able to march down the field. And, of course, you know, explosive plays help. Being able to stretch the field matters. But I think – I'd love to know the numbers on – how many yards per carry the running backs averaged when Lance was in the game because they were able to get a couple of chunk plays, and I think there was an 11 and a 12-yarder by Gallman when he was in the game, and just by him carrying out a fake, man. So it's going to go a long way with what his impact on the field is going to go well beyond just pass attempts and completions. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, I have to wonder uh, because, and that kind of, we won't necessarily stop talking about the quarterbacks right now, but it's a good little segue into the running backs because for the most part, it was, not for the most part, it was Wayne Gallman and Jamichael Hasty. Um, the 49ers didn't want to play Raheem Mostert. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is still dealing with that strain, that ab strain. Um, Trey Sermon, I believe, had an ankle issue. Uh, that they announced before the game. If I, um, and I don't think we've got any more details on that yet. I'm not nope. sure. Just an ankle issue. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. So that's that That only left Wayne Gallman and Jamichael Hasty. right? Did I miss anybody? No. So by oh, yeah, default, like they, they had to only have two running backs because those are the only two guys who are healthy on the roster. Right. So, and both of them played pretty well. Uh, Wayne Gallman played a little bit better than Jamichael Hasty, but Jamichael Hasty still had a pretty good game. I mean, Wayne Gallman had 15 carries for 72 yards, um, just under five yards a carry. Hasty had 19 for 58, just over three. Uh, but at the same time, if you watched the game and you saw what Jamichael Hasty was doing, a lot of it was still pretty impressive. And, and on many of those plays, he was working with absolutely nothing and making something of it. So, I thought it was pretty impressive by both of them. Uh, I think Wayne Gallman looks really good. Maybe that was the game he needed to give Kyle Shanahan the, you know, the, hey, I know you've got a lot of running backs, but I should be one of them type of deal. So we'll see. Uh, I'm not sure how that roster battle shakes out. or Who are you most impressed with? The whole uh, Out of the between, whole game? No, sorry, between Gallman and Hasty. Gallman for sure. I feel like he – what am I trying? Like, he was the reason a lot of drives kept going. A hundred percent agree. You know, like he, as long as was twelve yards, and I think that was on like a third and twelve or a second and twelve after he had just dropped a pass on first down, which it was a smart drop. He wasn't trying to drop it, but it was a smart drop because he was about to get crushed for about negative two yards um, on a little screen pass. But I, I don't know, man. He just seemed like a complete back. He, he looked good. I don't know what level of, of Chargers defense he was facing, but I was just pretty impressed by him. And uh, I felt like it was uh, just a solid effort. He looked good. He looked the part. And uh, he looked like he had some pretty pretty good blend of just physicality and speed that I liked to watch. I don't think you have to go against the Rams' first-team defense to evaluate a running back. And, and I think it's fair for you to point out that, you know, who knows if the quality of players that he was going against, but for running back, like if they have good vision, if they're bouncing off of tackles, if they're getting north and south, if they're just aggressive, uh, that's what you want to see. And I think we did see that from Gallman. So whether no matter who he's going against, I feel like that matters, and that's going to be you know transferable to the regular season. Yeah, I agree. So let's go back to Trey Lance because obviously that's what everybody wants to talk about. He finished – I think he started like one of four, one of six, somewhere in there. But he finished eight of 14 um, for 102 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. And he had one, uh, like I believe, an eight-yard scramble. Yep, eight-yard scramble that kind of kept a drive going. Uh, he, I mean, what, just overall, what did you think of Trey Lance today as a whole? Hmm. I thought that we saw everything that we've been seeing. So uh, there are going to be times when – his accuracy is a little off. 
I and you are on you've been on the sideline. You've played in a game. For you, how much of this was due to just Lance being super jacked up because uh, his fastball had some serious zip on it tonight. Usually, like we all know he has an arm. We all know he has a cannon. But what we saw tonight was like extra juice, extra zip. And I don't know if the 49ers are ready for that. If you remember Richie James dropped uh, in the third quarter, he looked like he wanted nothing to do with that pass heading his way. Like he lit, I'm pretty sure he ducked out of the way, which, all right, whatever. But I think the, the accuracy issues are going to be a thing. I think that's something that has been an issue or was an issue, you know, throughout the whole draft process when, when talking about Lance. But I think there are so many, there's so much more that he does well, just as far as, like I talked about, using his shoulders and his eyes to move the defense, getting through his progressions, going to the right place with the football. I think he does need to do a better job of playing on time. Uh, the sack that he took in the third quarter, no matter who's your offensive line, yes, uh, they were backups. And yes, he had just took a bad sack, or sorry, he had took a sack where uh, his lineman was beaten right away. But uh, when he's scrambling off to the left like that, just get rid of the ball. Uh, you don't need to take that three, four, five-yard loss, whatever it was. So still, though, I mean, the touchdown passes, uh, he's converting down there. How about that two-point conversion going for oh, it just to begin with, which Robbie Gold, whenever you're ready to stop missing kicks, that'll be fine. <laughs> um, I love the idea of using him in, in high-leverage situations like those short yardage ones. Because you spread everybody out, you can run a quarterback draw. We see it happen with Cam, Josh Allen, those big quarterbacks, which Trey Lance is all the time. And you also get your guys in isolated situations. So if they have really good ISO players, um, you can just do a bunch of things in that scenario where I feel like if the 49ers were to go for it 50 times or kick an extra point 50 times, they're going to come out way ahead in the points total by going for it. So hopefully we see that during the regular season. Maybe they toy with it you know, against teams that they know that they can beat. But I think that's something to keep an eye out as well. But I, I, I thought Lance played well. Um, obviously, he, st- he didn't start out great. And he, again, he, he was able to carry the ball once, which is nice to see. But just as far as quarterbacking, uh, I, I think you can see why he was number three overall. He just has to be consistent, man. And that's to be expected because this is the first or this is the second time since 2019 since he's played in an actual <laughs> game. And we have to keep talking about that. And now it's against them. NFL players. <laughs> right, right. You, it's a heck of a jump, man. So, uh, yeah, I impressed. Um, I'm going to still – I'm, I'm going to always just pause on crowning a guy. But I think you're starting to see slowly but surely just what he can bring and what he does for this offense. I think he's going to be able to get out of a lot of situations as well and put, and keep them ahead of the chains. Yeah, I I think that a lot of the the reason behind Trey Lance's insane pace on his throws right now, I think that will actually I don't think he's going to get any weaker. I think that his throws will become easier to catch over time because right now he's a little bit more seeing and reacting. You know, he wants to see a receiver come open or or something close to that and knowing that he can just shoom and fire it in there and it it, it he won't have a problem with that. Which is great. Can that? Can he maintain a successful NFL career like that? Yes and no. Like there's still quarterbacks that start that do that. But um, 
I think that his passes will, the heat will lessen once he starts to become a little bit more comfortable. He gets used to what he's seeing in a defense, knowing where his receiver is going to be, knowing where his receiver should be at a certain time. There won't be as much of a reason to put that kind of speed on a ball. Um, I just think Trey Lance was probably in a mental state was like, well, my last game didn't go great. Let's just go out there and sling the ball. And, and that's kind of what happened. And, I think you're right, though. Seeing him run on that two-point conversion, even though it was called back, didn't matter to me. It was awesome. And I'm glad I remember to say this because I was thinking about it when you were talking about it. Um, There was a clip of Trey Lance. I don't know if it was a a design kind of quarterback draw or whatever um, against the Chargers in training camp. And Trey Lance took off and 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 he went down the middle and then broke towards the right side and probably gained like 25, 30 yards. Uh, but I couldn't help but notice just how massive he looked yes. like running through the defense and how quickly, obviously when he runs by the defensive lineman, he's about the same size as those guys, but bigger in a lot of instances. And then as he got to the second level, to the linebackers, to the DBs, I was like, dude, this guy is way bigger than everybody else. And, and it kind of just reminded me of that when he took in that two point conversion, it's like, he's going to be hard to tackle. Because running is not alien to him and taking a hit is not alien to him. It's all very, it was a very much a part of his game. So it, it's like, like good luck. And, I, and that's why I'm, I'm bringing it up now because you mentioned constantly going for two points because it, it's not like, you know, let's say Jimmy Garoppolo was a little more athletic and you could still pull off a play like that. That's completely different. Like, Jim, like that would be like trying to do something unique with a quarterback because no one's expecting it. But with Trey Lance, you're going to do it because you don't think anybody's going to be able to, to stop it. It might not. It's not going to surprise them, but that still is not going to mean they're going to get the job done. And watching him run in that two point, I think he took a hit right at the goal line. Like not a big one, but he kind of just shrugged it off and then stuck the goal, ball over the uh, stuck the ball over the goal line, and that was it. And he made it look easy. And it's going to be. Uh, I think the 49ers will probably go for two a little often because I do agree with you in the fact that if you added up like the total amount of points scored, situations are going to play into it. But I, I feel like the 49ers would probably, probably come out way way ahead if they started going the two-point route. I mean, put it into context here. Let's say that the 49ers are playing the 49ers and you're in the goal line and you go empty and you have Trey Lance at quarterback and you have Fred Warner as the only player in the box. These guys are essentially the same size. So but why wouldn't you do that? You're going to bet on your guy more often than not to come out ahead in those one-on-one matchups. So you know, I love the idea, man. But uh, it, I, I keep coming back. So I was, I was looking at uh, Shanahan's quotes after the game. Yeah, so we do need to get to that. He was talking about, you know, he was asked, will Jimmy Garoppolo be the starter week one? And Shanahan, in the most Shanahan way ever, said, nope, I'm not making that announcement. And he also said, had a quote where, he's, uh, when are you going to make the announcement for week one? Whenever I feel like it. How, <laughs> how much do you think he's enjoying this? Or how much is he tired of these questions? I don't think he has any real reason to name a starter because why not let both guys prepare? But at the same time, you want your guy, especially – um, as we get to, you know, three weeks away, what, or 
a few weeks away from the regular season. So you want those guys to get all the reps with the ones. And that's been Jimmy Garoppolo. But as we saw tonight, uh, Lance got a few reps with the starters. I mean, he like did name a starter and he didn't. Because the question before he was asked to name a starter was, do you feel any different now than you did at the start of training camp? And he said, no. Like he was like not coy about it. He's like, no, not really. Basically saying, not basically saying, saying that just like before training camp, he still feels Jimmy Garoppolo is a clear starter and Trey is the backup. Now, could he be lying straight through his teeth? Absolutely. He's never done that ever before. (laughs) I know. And I do feel like after how much I feel like, and I was going to tweet this, chose not to, I feel like the whole Matt Jones thing, there's a 99% chance that it got to Kyle Shanahan's head. And now he knows that he has everybody wrapped around his finger and any chance, if he didn't know before, he knows now. And any chance he has to just mess with the people a little bit more and make their jobs or that much more difficult, uh, you know, keep people on the hook that much longer, he's going to do it because he can. Now, I, you know, I don't know how this new, new Kyle Shanahan, and again, it might not be new whatsoever, but plays into the fact that he's always been very blunt and very honest. But he just he just didn't doesn't give a shit. Like he doesn't care to name a starting quarterback. Why would he? I he would want everybody to prepare until that week one game to prepare for Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. And even if it's obviously they probably wouldn't have to do much to prepare for Jimmy Garoppolo. But the idea of them possibly facing Trey Lance, which would drastically alter whatever you wanted to do on defense. Is that's a huge advantage for Kyle. Why would he name a starter? What what the hell sense would that make from a competitive standpoint? And it gives him time to decide. I'm sure in the back of his head, even if he is convinced it's Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm sure he also knows that if if this third preseason game against the Raiders is going to be his dress rehearsal, which he, is what he already called it, then why would you decide before that when maybe the decision could come down to what happens in that game? I don't know. But I thought it was funny how big of a deal that was being made on social media when in reality, like he literally like watched the interview. He laughed at the question. He was like, (laughs) he was like, no, why would I do that? I'll do that when I want to. Like social media hates context. So you'll never get that. Let me ask you this based on two weeks, based on two games, because Shannon said he hasn't really seen anything to change his mind. Have you? And I guess Uh, that we have to know. What you, how you felt beforehand? So, did you think Jimmy should start Week One, and have you seen anything to change? Whatever your initial opinion was, I did think Jimmy should be the starter Week One because I've always kind of always felt that way. If you got even if it doesn't matter when you take a quarterback, if you have a decent option that you can give that other quarterback time, that's fine. But at this time, at this point, like to me, it's almost like Jimmy's making the same mistakes that Trey is ish but is making way more money and doesn't give you any of the threat of of an athletic run game so how much am i truly losing by going with trey lance am am i like drastically altering we need like a moneyball expert right now like am i drastically altering my chances of winning football games during the regular season because that's all that matters and if i'm not then Trey Lance all the way, like get get him the experience he needs. Yeah, he'll probably suck it up. He'll he'll probably lose the 49ers some games. But you're talking about a long term investment of a franchise quarterback. At, at this point, 
I'm not adamant about it, but I think just based on what we've seen, and that's in no way a reflection of what we could see in the regular season because it's practice, training, preseason, training camp, whatever. I think I would just go with Trey Lance because you might as well just – it's going to happen sooner than later, sooner or later. I, so, I, I don't – I haven't seen enough from Jimmy to say, yeah, he's still the guy. No, and I agree. And I was on the same train where it would have been a problem – if Trey Lance were to beat out Jimmy Garoppolo in training camp, given he hasn't played, given his age, given how how much, how long uh, Jimmy has been in Kyle Shanahan's system. But if we focus on the process and we just talk about the, just the ceiling of the offense when Trey Lance is in the game, we haven't seen the same type of explosive plays as we saw with Sherfield in two games that we see under um, when Jimmy G is in the game. And, of course, there are one-offs where you have these long plays that are schemed up, but uh, you don't get to just drop back and call those plays when he's in the game, and I think that's a big difference. But as far as the process goes, uh, the ceiling is higher with him. Yes, he's going to make mistakes. He is 21 years old. Those mistakes are going to also be matched with explosive plays. So it's, it's going to be a trade, and there's going to be far more variance. And I think if Kyle Shanahan is comfortable – with having that type of variance, then we will see Lance. So it'll just depend on what Kyle Shanahan is ready. But if Lance needs to play and make mistakes against teams like the Lions and the Eagles, while he'll still make big plays, then get him ready to make a get him ready to make a playoff run uh, during his rookie season. Because let him work all the kinks out early on, whether it's the accuracy issues, whether it's just getting used to playing to the speed of the NFL defenses. I think those are all things that you want to do. But yeah. If, if Jimmy isn't adding, you know, way, way more, or he's not bringing that much more to the table than your rookie, then what are we doing here? Like, why is this even a conversation? And I don't, I don't know why it is because I think Lance is going to make everybody better. He's going to make your receivers better. I think that he's going to infinitely make your offensive line and running backs better. So if Wayne Gallman is knocking off 11 and 12 yard chunk plays, what is that Raheem Mostert fella going to do when he has when he doesn't have to worry about an extra defender because Trey Lance is t- taken out of carry? Like little things like that, and I feel like their quick game will be so much better. And obviously, screen games stretching defenses horizontally. So I mean, you can just do I can go down line. You can just do so much more with Lance. And I'm not saying that he's not going to make mistakes. I'm fully acknowledging that there's going to be a bonehead play because rookie quarterbacks make boneheaded plays all the time. But in this instance, so does a 29 year old. And we have not seen anything in a long time to make us think that those mistakes from Jimmy won't stop. So uh, that's why I would go with the rookie. Essentially, you're just running out of reasons not to start Trey. Yeah, right. And that's really what it comes down to is he's slowly. But at at the same time, it's still hard because, you know, have we seen Trey against – you know, all we've seen of him is in the preseason and in training camp. And you would have a decent grasp of of what he's looked like in training camp compared to Jimmy Garoppolo. But, you know, there's the added unknown of, of Jimmy Garoppolo getting his reps with the first team, Trey getting his with the second team. Would Trey look as good? Would Trey look worse than Jimmy? I don't know, man. But at the same time, as much as I want to take all that into account, and you should, Trey Lance is the number three overall pick, and you know they're eventually going with him. So I'm just not sure if Jimmy Garoppolo's shown enough to be like, yeah, I get it. This is why they're sticking with him. I get it. You know, and it, it just, I don't know. Like, What would that reason be? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so it, it's tough. It's tough. We'll see. I mean, I don't have any, I don't lack any confidence in Kyle Shanahan whatsoever. I, I feel like. 
He'll probably make the decision that makes the most sense, whether I understand it or not. But at the same time, from our point of view, Trey Lance looks to be pretty damn exciting. And that's even considering the vanilla ass stuff that they've been showing off in preseason and just how insane it could get during the regular season when now they're all the, you know, the chains are off and Trey Lance is either throwing for 15 yards a pop or he's running for 15 yards a pop. And, you know, then you've got a, a ridiculous backfield. So take your pick. I mean, I don't know, man. It just seems like the more exciting, not exciting. That's a bad word. Cause I don't think Kyle Shanahan would make any decision because of how exciting it is. It just seems like Trey Lance presents the most danger, the more dangerous form of football. No doubt you know? about it, man. And no one's that's no case, one's scared to prepare for Jimmy G. Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, when that's the case, take the guy that's more dangerous. Take the guy that who would you think a defense would rather face? Would they rather face Jimmy G, where you can sit at twelve yards as a safety and just come downhill all night, or would you rather face Trey Lance, where you know you have to be prepared on every down, and if that play gets extended for past three seconds, look out because somebody is get the scramble drills a thing, and that's how big plays happen. So I I don't I have a tough time. Just thinking of why you don't go with Lance, I I would say the one reason is if he does struggle, you don't want to pull. You don't want to go like what Brian Flores did with Tua and just go back and forth with quarterbacks. No. But, I mean, the initial plan tonight was Jimmy, Trey, Trey, Jimmy to start the game. But Jimmy Garoppolo had a 16-play series or 16-play series or whatever, and there was really no reason for him to go back out there. Just pretty fascinating, man. I, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. But – there are a few weeks left. There's a lot of practice time. We have another game to go. So uh, we will see, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that next game will be interesting. And it may not sway Kyle Shanahan's opinion, but at the very least, from our perspective, we might have a clearer picture of what we think should happen. Um, I, and one more thing before we jump out of here, because we kind of said, you know, to ourselves, this was going to be just we react to the quarterbacks and get off, get jump off here. But there's no way we can jump off of here without mentioning the uh, the 49ers defensive line, Woo. which is just absolutely stacked from top to bottom. And when I say top, I mean that's even without Nick Bosa and D Ford even touching the field. I mean, as a group, they got five sacks. Let me count. I mean, these weren't all defensive lines, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Tackles for loss, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight quarterback hits. And this was just from the beginning to end. It just looked like the Chargers had no shot at, at any form of their offensive line at any point in the game, had any real shot of, of making a play. And um, what was that? The, their first quarterback's name, Ethan Stick? Yep. Come from the same school as Trey Lance, right? Easton Stick and Trey Lance, North Dakota State, yeah. in the building. His mobility really saved the Chargers. Uh, he was running on that. for his life. Right, he was. He was moving. Um, and so the 49ers defensive line, it, it's just – I thought it was going to be ridiculous going into the season. I know we're still in preseason, but at every portion of the game, no matter whether it was ones versus ones, two versus twos, fives versus fives, I don't care – uh, it was pretty impressive, especially when you consider the fact that the, the guys that are going to command the most attention, uh, a healthy D Ford and Nick Bosa, w- weren't even on the field. So it's – there's going to be some – and I think Zach Kerr said as much today. There's going to be some really good defensive linemen cut from this team. I, so, I would 
that's probably on the top of G- general managers list of like keep an eye on these roster cuts is probably the 49ers defensive line. You have to imagine Robert Sala is going to take whoever they cut <laughs> right. up the edge, right? He's he's they probably already have a deal in hand, but I think it's important to say out of each of those five sacks, they all came from a different player. So Ebukam had one, which was more of a hustle sack. Uh, same with Armstead. Uh, and, and then you had Contavious Street, which he just whipped his guy, named uh, Kay Nakai. I'm not even sure how to pronounce his name. But <laughs> all those quarterback hits, too. Like It seemed like they were coming from different people, which is impressive. And I think to give you an idea of just how dominant the 49ers defensive line was, uh, because Jordan Willis, who has been lights out all preseason, he's going to miss the first six games. Maybe not the worst case since he's going to be fresh. Um, I don't know if I should say this, but whatever PEDs he was taking, not sure that they were <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> Arden Key also had a nice pass breakup at the line of scrimmage, batted pass. But anyway, Chase Daniel, 14 uh, 21 for 2.9 yards per attempt. When he has average, when the quarterback has 21 attempts and is averaging 2.9 yards, he has zero time because he is running for his life and just trying to get the ball out of his hands as quickly as possible, which is why the 49ers had as much success as they did. It's just a really, really strong performance from a team who didn't have their two best pass rushers in Bosa and in Ford. And, of course, that goes without Javon Kinlaw. So, uh, yeah, man, they were, they're dominant, and I really, really feel like they're going to just – they're going to whip people all year, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. They might be the best defensive front in football. Uh, if everybody stays healthy, I mean, that's always the the asterisk for every NFL team. But we know that asterisk is a little more in bold for the 49ers just because of their, their luck with injuries. But, I mean, it it's just – it's ridiculous, man. I mean, it's it's going to be scary. And the fact that, you know, D Ford, who I think was kind of written off as, as – I think as retirement at one point during the off season now seems like just this legitimate, you know, racehorse coming out of the stables is going to be a, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. I don't know. Is there any, anything else we should, uh, Brandon, I think should stop dropping footballs. I'll say that because <laughs> yeah. he's really good. So if he could just stop doing that, that'd be great. Yeah. If he um, wants to get into that top 10 range, like he's going to have to be more consistent. Yeah. Nate Sudfield kind of had a butt fumble. He dropped the, he dropped the snap and then like tried to run through the center to get to the ball. <laughs> just kind of like ran into him. It was funny. He almost looked like he was like miming. So this was probably his last chance, right? And especially on a day where it seemed like Garoppolo and Trey Lance were getting off to slow starts. But when Sudfield came in, I believe he had 19 yards in four drive in his first four drives, man. So um, close the door on QB three. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see any reason why they would keep him. They especially like I'd rather them keep 11 defensive linemen than Nate Sudfield. Like, uh, like what are we doing? But um, trying to look around, see if there's anything else. I don't want to leave anybody out. Trent Sherfield continues to kind of do his damn thing. Two catches for 41 yards, uh, you know, and they were an important two. one of them set him up to continue the drive. And then, uh, then he had that 41 yarder, which, I don't know, man. Big surprise. I just like the seem to like the way he plays. I think he can work his way into the, the starting deal. Wide receiver three. Yeah, him and uh, him and Sanu, and and that's perfect for Sanu to have a guy that so he doesn't have to be in all the time. You right. know, I agree. He's on the he's at the the backer the latter half of his career or latter 
whatever. He can be that he can be that third and short or red zone target. That's a big target where you trust with the guy, you know, in contested situations, you can make those tough catches. That's fine. Yeah. Like to have that type of role. Yeah. Um for the most part, that's it. I mean, exciting times. Looking forward to the next game. Uh, which is when? When when is the next game exactly? I want to Raiders be... and is it yeah. today? It's Raiders at Levi's Sun, and I believe it's is it Saturday? I have I just no want to make sure I got this. Nope. Next Sunday uh, at one PM. So it's an Ooh, afternoon nice. game. Next Sunday, middle of the afternoon. Probably gonna be hot. We'll see. But um yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. I mean, dress rehearsal for both teams. You should see a lot of starters out there for at least a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much of that half Trey Lance gets to play. We'll see. I'm, I'm ex- it's exciting. Exciting times. But I think that's it, man. Anything? Did I leave anything out? No, not at all, man. I think um, it was just really cool to see. Again, it's just really cool to see the progress and to see – the ups and the downs. Well, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows, but just enjoy the process, man. And um, as much as people want to hear about the quarterback, we'll get there. Uh, there are so many other players on this roster who are going to win them games. So uh, focus on the entire team is what I'd say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's fun. But in the meantime, we'll continue uh, focusing on the quarterbacks. Yes. 100%. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all right, folks. Um, hopefully you found that uh, worthwhile for our, uh, our our evening jump on here right after the game rather than recording it on Monday, which is when you're going to be listening to it. Um, yeah, exciting. Make sure you go back and watch the game if you can. Check out uh, just to give yourself a little more more context and a little more uh, grasp of what was going on out there. But overall, I came away pretty impressed from Trey, with Trey Lance, so it'll be cool to see where this goes. I believe that is the end of media watching training camp, correct? So I think there's – Two more. Okay. Um, I think they have two practices this week, but I want to say it's either the day before walkthrough or two days. Maybe I think it's Thursday is the last day where media can watch. And then that's when we'll probably see, you know, an uptick in land starts or in land snaps with the starters. So, right. Yeah. And that'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see where those, where those two practices go um, as far as letting us know where each quarterback stands. Um, yeah, you never know. Maybe Kyle Shannon will tip his hand a little bit, but you, probably not. Probably, I mean, who am I kidding? Yeah, so. he's not saying any of the whole word. <laughs> All right, everybody. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold. Make sure you are following, rating, reviewing, subscribing, downloading, all those uh, super cool things you can do to support us. Appreciate it. Uh, but anyways, I mean, y'all already know what it is. That's KP. I'm Rob. This is Striking Gold. And uh, we are signing out. <laughs>